G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. This podcast is made available by Vision Christian Media, thanks to the generosity of our supporters. Your donation today means great podcasts like this remain available to help people look to God daily. Please make your donation today at vision.org.au. Some people make a real impact for the kingdom. Pastor Greg Laurie says we all can, and it comes down to how we spend our time. We all make so many choices every day. For instance, am I going to start my day with the Word of God or with social media? Am I going to start my day with prayer or am I going to start it with worry? Am I going to make time in my schedule to meet with other believers? Listen to this. You make your choices and your choices make you. This is the day when the lost are found. who attend class reunions are often surprised. Sometimes the more popular people way back when have lost their prominence. And the prominent people today, well, they were the wallflowers years ago. And that's not really random or accidental. It has to do with the choices that they made. On A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie shows us how the choices that we make in how we serve God will affect the here and now and will likely affect the hereafter as well. We'll learn how to choose well today. This is our last message on the life of Moses, who was described as the man of God. Now, sort of to pick up from where we were last time. Remember, we learned this about Moses. Look at Hebrews chapter 11, verse 24. It was by faith that Moses, when he grew up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to share the oppression of God's people instead of enjoying the fleeting pleasures of sin. So point number one, as you may remember, Moses made important decisions at the beginning of his life. Again, the end of your life is determined by the beginning of your life. The evening of your life is determined by the morning of your life. So you're making decisions now that will affect you in years to come. And Moses made a principled decision. Verse 24 of Hebrews 11 says, it was by faith that Moses, when he grew up, refused. You see, he had come to a fork in the road. He had been placed by God in the house of the Pharaoh. He was the prince of Egypt. He could have let this thing play out and maybe ultimately ascended to the throne and become the Pharaoh himself. But Moses made a choice to not do that. He chose to be not be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to not have that title. So he walked away from a life of luxury to choose a life of obedience to God. He made a decision early in his life to choose God over affluence. Bringing me to point number two, you make your choices and your choices make you. Let me say it again. 
You make your choices and your choices make you. Look at verse 25 of Hebrews 11. Moses chose to suffer the oppression of God's people. Uh, this word that is used here for choose means to take for oneself a position. He took a position. And we all make so many choices every day. Take Taco Bell, for instance. I don't know if you like Taco Bell. I have to say, I'm a huge fan. I love it. But now they have all these things on the menu that I've never heard of before. You pull up, and there's new things like the Cheesy Gordita Crunch. I'm thinking, what is a Cheesy Gordita Crunch? And I'm contemplating that, and I'm asking, what, what is this exactly? And meanwhile, the line behind me is getting longer, and they have a Spicy Potato Soft Taco and the crunch wrap supreme. I'm like, what are these things? Because there's so many choices, I just say, I'll have a bean burrito and uh, two tacos. <laughs> I just default back to what I always choose. But the point is, is all these decisions we have to make, and then you, if you have Sirius XM, all these channels you can choose from, and then you turn on the TV, and, and there's so many, hundreds and hundreds of channels. Have you ever just flipped through channels and literally found there wasn't one thing worth watching. Now those are not important choices for the most part, but there are very important choices in life. The most important choice you will ever make is what you do with Jesus Christ. If you will say yes to him and follow him, or if you will reject him. And if you have not yet said yes to Jesus, I'll give you an opportunity to do that at the end of my message. I think right after that decision is a decision about who you will marry. Listen to me, single people. Take your time and look for a godly man or a godly woman. Look for someone that is even more godly than you are. It's very important. You know, honestly, marriage is hard enough with a godly person when you combine a believer and an unbeliever. So much trouble can follow as a result. But then I make choices every day. For instance, am I going to start my day with the Word of God or with social media? Am I going to start my day with prayer or am I going to start it with worry? Am I going to make time in my schedule to meet with other believers? And on it goes. Moses chose to not do one thing and instead he chose to do another. So let's say that, that you are gaining weight. So what you need to do is stop doing one thing and start doing another. Stop eating the crunch wrap supreme, whatever that is, and instead work out more, okay? So in the same way we could apply this to the Christian life. Someone says, blessed or happy is the man or the woman that does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of the scornful. But then it goes on to say, but his delight is in the word of the Lord and in it does he meditate day and night. Now check it out. The word blessed and happy are interchangeable. So basically the Bible's saying if you want to be happy, there are some things you should not do and in their place there are certain things you should do. Don't walk in ungodly counsel. Don't do that but instead walk in godly counsel. Meditate or think about or contemplate what the Word of God has to say. So Moses made a choice. I'm not gonna do that, live in the pleasures of sin, but instead I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna identify with God's people. Point number three. Because of his right choices, Moses was a man of personal integrity. Because of his right choices, Moses was a man of personal integrity. 
Let me ask you, do you have integrity? What is integrity? It's really the same as character. Uh, one person described integrity as what we are in the dark, who you are when no one is watching. There was an article in Forbes magazine that said, quote, success will come and go, but integrity is forever. The article goes on to say, integrity means doing the right thing at all times under all circumstances, whether or not anyone is watching. Building integrity takes years, but it only takes a second to lose, end quote. Interesting, <laughs> they're not approaching that from a biblical perspective. They're approaching it from a business perspective. A billionaire, Warren Buffett, made this statement about hiring the right people. And I quote, In looking for people to hire, I look for three qualities. Integrity, intelligence, and energy. But if they don't have the first one, the other two will kill you. So energy is important. Intelligence is important. But at the top of the list for Warren Buffett, he thinks you should have integrity. I think he's on to something there. Moses certainly had integrity. Great to have you with us today. You're listening to A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie. He's the Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, California, USA. He's offering some important insights today on how we can make wise choices following the example of the prophet Moses. Let's continue. Point number four, we need to look forward, not backward. Again, we need to look forward, not backward. The word in verse 26 describing Moses means he thought beforehand. It means he looked away from everything else and fixed his attention on what was ahead. Moses had the big picture. He saw beyond the temporal comfort of the palace of Egypt. He saw beyond the bondage of Pharaoh. He saw beyond to what God could do. And so he, that's what he had his eyes on. Doesn't that remind us of what Paul says in Hebrews chapter 12 when he says, lay aside the sin and the weight that so easily besets you and look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. And so Moses did that very thing. That brings me to point number five. Moses finished his race well. Now, go over to Deuteronomy chapter 34 with me, if you would. Deuteronomy chapter 34. We read these words in verse 1. Then Moses went up to Mount Nebo from the plains of Moab and climbed Pisgah Peak, which is across from Jericho. And the Lord showed him the whole land from Gilead as far as Dan to the land of Naphtali to the land of Ephraim and Manasseh and the land of Judah extending to the Mediterranean Sea, the Negev, the Jordan Valley, with Jericho, the city of Palms, as far as Zoar. Then the Lord said to Moses, This is the land that I promised on oath to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob when I said, I will give it to your descendants. I have now allowed you to see it with your own eyes, but you will not enter the land. Wow. <laughs> so, Moses is 120 years old at this point. I'm pretty impressed that he could climb this mountain. It is a 4,500 foot high peak. I mean, that, that's steep. And this old dude makes it up to the very top. And we don't read that Moses, you know, used his walker with the little tennis balls at the bottom to keep him from slipping to get up the mountain. There was no escalator. There was no elevator. He climbed up on it. No life alert around his neck. You know, that's impressive. 
And as we all get older, we realize that we have limitations. There are telltale signs you're getting old. You know you're getting old when that gray-haired little old lady you help across the street is your wife. (laughs) You know you're getting old when you dim the lights for economic reasons, not for romantic ones. You know you're getting old when your back goes out more than you do. You know you're getting old when your children are starting to look middle-aged. You know you're getting old when you're told to slow down by a doctor instead of a cop. You know you're getting old when you sink your teeth into a juicy steak and they stay there. You know you're getting old when you bend down to pick up something and you wonder what else you can do while you're down there. (laughs) You know when you're getting older sometimes people begin to disconnect. They retire. They retire not only from their work but sometimes from their spiritual life. But not Moses. He was strong to the very end. And look at how Moses understood he was going to die. He understood this was the end. But he was not afraid. He was not depressed. He realized that life has a beginning, middle, and end. And as a Christian, you don't have to be afraid to die. No one wants to die, but there's no escaping it. The statistics on death are pretty impressive. One out of every one person's will die. But having said that, the Apostle Paul reminded us to live is Christ and to die is gain. Why is dying gain for the Christian? Answer, we go to heaven into the very presence of God. Moses understood that. So the Lord shows him all the promised land and he says, this is the land that I promised to Abraham and his descendants and they're gonna go into it, but not you. Oh man, we might say. That's kind of cruel on the part of God. It's like taking a little kid into a store and saying, don't touch anything. You can look, but you can't touch. It's almost as though the Lord was saying, go and look at him, Moses, but you can't go in. But that's true. But not to depress Moses. And remember, why could Moses not go into the land? Remember, he was told to speak to the rock and water would come out. And instead, he took a stick and actually a staff that God had used on so many occasions to to miracles through. That was a stick he held up and parted the Red Sea. That was a stick or the rod he threw to the ground and it turned into a snake and so forth. So the Lord told him to speak to the rock and he whacks the rock, bam, bam, two times. The Lord said, okay, you're not going into the land. But as I reminded you in my last message, he did make it in ultimately when he was transfigured with Elijah on each side of Jesus. But the point is simply this. God was saying, look, buddy, I kept my promise. All of that misery, all of that hardship, all of the difficulties you went through, it's worth it. Look, Moses, here's the land. I keep my promises. I'm gonna do what I said I will do. So one day Moses died. And every one of us will ultimately die unless the Lord comes back in our lifetime, which is entirely possible. But one way or another, you and I are gonna stand before God and we're gonna be held accountable for our lives. And here's what the question will be in that final day. Not how good of a life did we live or how many good works did we do. It's gonna come down to this. What did we do with Jesus Christ? It won't be a sin question as much as it will be a son question. S-O-N, what did you do with Jesus? Why do I say that? Because the only way that I can know that I will go to heaven is if I come 
to God through Jesus. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes of the Father but by me. You say, but why? I thought all roads led to God. Well, maybe in a broad sense, that's true. Let me explain. Uh, All roads will get you to God. No matter what road you choose, you will stand before God. But only one road leads to heaven, and it's through Jesus because he died on the cross for your sin and he rose again from the dead. So if I want to know that I will go to heaven when I die, I need to ask Jesus Christ to forgive me of my sin, and I need to begin to follow him as my Savior and Lord. So I'm going to ask you that in closing. Have you done that yet? Do you have faith in Christ? Do you have the assurance right now that if you were to die today, you would go to heaven? If not, would you like to have it? Jesus, who died on the cross and rose again from the dead, is with you right now wherever you are. And he says, Behold, I stand at the door and I knock, and if you'll hear my voice and open the door, I will come in. Listen, I'm talking to you about a relationship right now. This is not a religious thing. This is a relationship with God himself. Would you like Jesus to come into your life? Would you like to know that you'll go to heaven when you die? Would you like to be ready for the Lord's return? If so, in a moment, I'm gonna pray a prayer. And I'm gonna ask you to pray this prayer with me. You can pray it out loud if you like. It doesn't really matter. The main thing is you say this to the Lord. So if you want Christ to come into your life, pray this prayer with me right now. Just pray these words. Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner, but I know that you're the Savior who died on the cross for my sin and rose again from the dead. Now, Jesus, come into my life. I choose to follow you from this moment forward as my Savior and Lord, as my God and my friend. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Pastor Greg Laurie, closing in a word of prayer with those who have made a decision for God today. And if you were one of them that have prayed that prayer with Pastor Greg, we'd love to help you as you begin to live the Christian life. Let us send you our New Believers Growth Packet, free of any charge or obligation. It'll answer some of the questions you might have and get you started on the right foot. Just ask for the New Believers Growth Packet when you contact us on 1-800-00-5011. Well, tomorrow, Pastor Greg launches a short series of messages to help us prepare spiritually for the Christmas holiday ahead. We'll find out what happens when Jesus makes his home in our hearts. Join us same time tomorrow on A New Beginning. Now, for a copy of Pastor Greg's full message from today, get in touch with Vision Christian Store. It was called The Power of One. Just go to visionstore.org.au or call 1-800-00-5011. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.